welcome, welcome to. to... Oh, 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 you, you pointed at me. You pointed at me. Go ahead. You're the guest <laughs> on the pod. All right, all right, all right. I'll, I'll go ahead. You pointed, so I was like, oh, shit, he wants me to go. All right, everybody. Welcome to the Best Player Wins podcast, where we believe that winning is winning, no matter by how little or by how much. We are your hosts. I am Eddie Quinones. I'm Sean Cowles. And I'm Sean Boatwright. And look at that, with the new guard yeah. trying to step in on your territory. <laughs> Is it, yeah. Listen, I, uh, I I saw you point, so I was like, I'll take it. I'll go for no, it. I, I took that off Nate, because Nate would always do that on the intro. He would do, like, the drop on the intro, and I didn't yeah. even process that you would, like, pick that up from it. But, yeah. listen, we're nope. here. We're rolling. It's all good. But, boys, we had some football this weekend. We had week one. How about it? Yeah, it was uh, it was a fun week. It was a crazy week. Uh, a lot of unexpected things happened uh, that we'll probably we'll touch base a little bit more uh, as we get into it. But uh, it was a it was a really wonky first week of the season. I think it's a, in recent memory, it's it's one of those that I look back at and it was one of the more interesting uh, week yeah. ones. I don't so. know if I would call anything about this weekend fun for both fantasy and real yeah. life football. <laughs> So, yeah, um, it was a weekend of, of football was certainly played this weekend. <laughs> yeah, so no, not by the Steelers or the Giants. Yeah. Well, football was played, just not by those two teams. <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> not at all. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but now let's kind of get into it. Uh, the first thing we'll just kind of briefly mention here. Uh, we finally peer pressured Kevin into changing his name. Uh, so we have a full roster of killers you know, psychos or whatever for team names. So Kevin went with Pennywise, um, despite our best efforts to get him to be the Gremlins. Um, so we have a full roster there. Um, yeah, I think, I think but, that's really uh, our commish there for not being strong enough to, like, stand up and make him be Gremlins. Mm-hmm. Well, he yeah. was willing to be a dictator to change the league, but he wouldn't, He wouldn't. you know, stick by the ruling. So I don't know. Eddie, aren't I you going to make you something about that? Yeah, it's like a it's like a coke mish type deal, you know. If he needs me, he needs me. If not, I uh, I'll let the dictator do his thing. <laughs> it's a good, He's gonna that's get resentful when we make that a thing on the pod. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know, but um, Boatwright will hopefully be joining us shortly on video as well. Once he gets home, we'll see. But uh, but well, we figured we'd kick it off just kind of looking at some of our draft takes because man, I don't think we did pretty we did well at all. In uh, predictions when we reviewed the draft last week, I don't know, but right, um, our week one, you know, takes looked particularly bad, don't you think? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think that in our defense, um, we actually talked about it a little bit before the pod. Nobody, basically, none of the top tier guys went anywhere, like performed anywhere mm-hmm. near expected. Um, so I'm going to actually blame the NFL for me having bad takes. They, well, they didn't perform. It, it, except for CMC and Tyreek, who were the two guys who we used as surprise picks from those rounds. Um, yes. And both yes. of them went off pretty hard, including Tyreek. With yeah, well, they were points, upset that we said they were surprised. Yeah. Like They were like, no, we should have been drafted here. Yeah. So everybody else got comfortable. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. And then Deshaun, you know, made you eat your words a little from round two. I don't know. QB5 on the week. We'll see if he's good in the actual NFL, but Otherwise, that I don't know. Eddie, Bryce Young, what, what, what's going on? <laughs> you know, there were some good, there were some bad. I uh, I saw this one, this particular 
pick. It was his second interception. Mm-hmm. He dropped back. He drops back in the pocket, makes his reads, looks to his right, sees a crossing right route come through, and he throws it. Probably the only time I questioned his height. Where he was in the pocket, his offensive lineman was literally covering the safety behind. So he did not see the safety. And then when he threw it, that's kind of like, to me, I'm like, okay. So that's the only issue, that if he doesn't have his lanes, it's going to be a tougher time for him because he's not going to be able to obviously see over the 6'6 center in front of him. So he's going to have to use those lanes. Um, I don't know. Other than that, there there were some good things. Obviously, his offensive line wasn't helping him too much. Um and when he did have time to throw the ball and he had a pretty clean pocket, uh, I think he did well. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to hold on to him, see how it goes. And if I have to go off of a waiver at some point, then, you know, I'll do it. It's it's funny. I saw the dots for his two pick um, in terms of, like, you know, the dots that show you kind of an overhead view. And the, the two picks were the basically the exact same yeah. situation. Same route. Same yep. thing. Yep. I'm wondering if teams will eventually, and this is not fantasy related, so I apologize, but I'm wondering if teams will eventually like clue into that problem and try to disguise a, a like a safety there to hide him from Bryce Young. Uh, so, you know, yeah. probably not. But it's a funny thought Would you to play me. Playing NFL Street, like yeah, like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I. Uh... I'm assuming that they're probably going to work around it. Their protection's probably going to change. They're going to have some things move around. So, Or they might just change the route in, as a whole because obviously yeah. that route coming across at the centers and the protection that they're at, like he's not going to be able to see down the middle of the field. So maybe they'll just make some slight adjustments, make the route more shallow or something like that. Or they'll yeah. get him some platform cleats. Hey, exactly, exactly. So Not quite sure how that'll work. But um, <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, any other post-draft thoughts? Because you weren't here for our draft wrap-up. Any anything else stand out to you from the draft to week one, or, um, or, or you know, anything else you just want to mention before we jump into the week's headlines? Yeah, no, nothing really super specific. Uh, again, week one, it's really hard to tell anything coming out of the draft. Uh, you know, particularly there was a couple teams that that had some some pretty good drafts that that perform this upcoming week and you know we'll talk about them a little bit more as we go through the podcast there was a couple teams that had some crazy performances out of some positions that aren't expected to have this Uh, but no I I think overall pretty decent I feel like it was a relatively low scoring week Uh, again a lot of those big guys just that were drafted early just didn't perform to their to their ADP as of week one but yeah I think that's a pretty good take. So we'll jump into our fantasy headlines, kind of the stuff from the NFL that actually mattered. But right, how about the first big one? Calvin Ridley's back, right? Yeah, I I think Calvin Ridley looked awesome. I think he looked like the clear like number one guy for Trevor Lawrence. Um, I think that that, and I apologize, I, I can't look it up, but um, whoever picked up Calvin Ridley. I, you, you basically got a steal in the. I kind of like clowned in the moment that you you reached on him, but uh, I, I think that you got him, you know, where you needed to to secure him, and you made a good move there. Yeah, well, that's uh, part of the, like, uh, the, the guy. I think he went like a round before his ADP, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, that was, and Damon picked him up, by the way. Okay. Yeah, so. yeah I, I apologize. I just don't have it in front of me. <laughs> I'm taking the third right round, thirtieth overall. So yeah. I would, I would say that's a good pick. 
I, yes, yeah. I agree. I think, and I could be wrong because two two QB is always kind of wonky. I think mm-hmm. his ADP is around thirty in a one QB league, which generally pushes things back by about a round in, mm-hmm. in a two mm-hmm. QB. So, yep, for sure. Yeah, I don't know, but Eddie, what about Tyler Algiers just ruining the the debut of Bijan Robinson? I don't really understand why they even drafted Bijan if they're using the two of them so interchangeably and so much like like who wastes that high of a draft pick to get a running back that's going to be a committee in that backfield like it just doesn't really make a whole lot of sense to me uh Bijan still had a good game you know like he, he it wasn't horrible for him he performed well um he had those touches I mean that one play I'm pretty sure everyone saw it it's kind of like a little sweep screen dump it off to him he kind of hit a dead leg broke two more tackles and scored like that's what you expect of him for the continuation of the season um but i don't know it's hard it's a topic that i want to discuss a little bit more in depth which is running backs in general for the entire league right now there were only i want to say like three or four guys that i think were like staples in the backfields um and then everyone else was just committee backfields you know running backs you know the backfields were split like 10 10 10 points for this guy 10 points for this guy or something like that so yeah i don't know yeah even some of your backs, like uh like a nick chubb who is a guy who you yeah. expect he is like noted as the bell cow back he only put 15 points in a game where yeah. they were up by three scores by the time it was yep. over so yeah i it was a yeah. it was there was just a weird inconsistency in the position as a whole um, yeah. So, yeah, which, I mean, we also saw in the Colts offense, except all their other fantasy players did well. Michael Pittman had a great week. I love that pick. Yeah. Richardson looks for real. So, you know, I, I think that, you know, on the back end of that, we'll see who ends up being RB1 there or, as reports were stating, if uh, he's going to – if Jonathan Taylor is going to come back week five, if he's going to stand out. But, yeah. you know, for right now – uh, you don't know who you want out of that one other than Anthony Richardson and uh, yep. Michael Pittman, for sure. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, another unexpected one, the the Rams offense. They, they And you're talking about running back. We all expected Cam Akers to be the guy out of that backfield. And to your benefit, <laughs> Kyron Williams comes out and uh, puts up a, a huge game uh, for, you know, for – out of nowhere and a team that also came out of nowhere we didn't expect that out of the Rams yeah. at all he uh I don't know I'm a fan of Kyron obviously I have him in almost every league that I'm in as just a running back like I took him across most of my dynasty leagues I have him obviously I have him here and I want to say that I might have him in the keeper league I'm not a thousand percent sure um but yeah I I don't know I and it was more of a pick of longevity like Cam Akers always gets hurt they need a running back, you know, might as well describe him just in case Cam gets hurt, whatever they pull him in. And I think, you know, in hindsight, makes sense kind of what they're doing. They don't want to give Cam Akers so many carries to where he gets hurt again and again and again. Uh, but, yeah, it was uh, to my benefit. He had a he had a pretty fantastic week. So, yeah, I, it's funny. I actually bought into the narrative that that McVeigh doesn't like Cam Akers either. Um like, if you look at his usage, it was basically, like, the opening drive and then garbage time. Yeah. Uh, 
any any down of importance or note they had in Kyron. So I'm I, I wonder if there's just a like a lack of trust from McVeigh Acres. You know what I mean? Probably. I, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, the guy's getting hurt left and right, and he hasn't really done too much over the past couple of years. So. Yeah. I, what do I yeah. know? Not Sean McVeigh, and nobody knows what he does. Yeah. We're not GMs here, so. <laughs> No, certainly not. Yeah, but I mean, no, there was that whole narrative last year. There was the video came out where he just like he was set slotted in for uh for block for protection, and he just didn't block. And everyone was like, "Oh, he's done. He's we're, okay. We're done. We're moving on." And then the last four weeks, I think he was like he was on a points per game basis, like RB six when he come back and showed that there was something there. So it was something crazy like that, but. Um, I don't know. The last headline we want to touch on, but right. Um, I, Eddie kind of teed it up for you in, in the intro there, but how about Jordan Love? Yeah. I, um, first off, is my mic better? I apologize yeah, for asking. Yeah, Mark, so, yeah okay. much better. Yeah, I'm on my phone. Um, so anyway, Jordan Love, I thought, looked good. I I, I worry um, how much of that will be – is it, how much of that is a product of the – lack of a Chicago Bears defense. Um, I also think that there is some truth to the fact that, like, Love had, what, three years of growth behind, or two years of growth behind Aaron Rodgers that you just can't not um, ignore. And if I if I learned anything from Hard Knocks, it was that uh, Aaron Rodgers seems like an actual, like, decent mentor to a young guy. So I, I do kind of buy the narrative that he worked with Love and, like, Love did learn from him. And, and I, I don't know that Love will be the next great, like, Aaron Rodgers or Brett Favre, but I do think that Love will be around for a while. So. Yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I, I think the uh, – if if you're any quarterback and you're going into an organization, I feel like the Packers is a really good one to go. It's been, I think – I think they said, like, three decades – since anyone other than Favre or Rodgers has put on a uniform and started for the Packers. And the situation was semi-similar between Favre and Rodgers, even though I heard that their relationship between Favre and, and Rodgers wasn't fantastic when Rodgers first got there. Um, but like, if you're going to sit under anyone for two years and learn about the position and learn how to play the position, especially in that area and how they run their system, I think Rodgers is that guy. And, and I think Jordan Love definitely benefited or it looked like he benefited from it. I mean, he what he put up two forty five, three tutties, no picks. I mean, it's a fantastic week from your quarterback. So that's exactly what you want. Yeah, and no, basically no starting wide receivers either. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, he made Dobbs look like a starter. Mm. I, I don't know how much of that. I don't know how much. <laughs> yeah, maybe he is. Do you have Dobbs? Uh, and uh, I think the keeper league I have him, but not in uh, not in this league. I can't and remember. In the BPW Debbie league, I have him. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I hope you're right. But um, yeah, I think that about covers a lot of the major stories. There's a there's a few other that I think we'll we'll tack on later. But let's uh, let's jump into a little matchup review. Let's rip the bandaid off for me and get it out of the way. Um, so first matchup of the week, uh, Dracula Nick going up against myself. And in just the, the the heavyweight fight of the day, Nick takes me out uh, 109.88 to 104.26. We both take median losses. I, I mean, I don't know if there's anything to glean from this one, fellas. What do you think? I think it was the toilet bowl. Yeah. 
Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I think that both teams like starters underperformed and, and like yours just underperformed a little bit less than his underperformed. Um, yeah, so. I mean, Joe Burrow putting up three points. Yeah. I think Eddie, you were about to jump on that. Like uh, that's just, that's, that, that that's no unfortunate that in the range of outcomes. <laughs> no, I, I think uh, your quarterback rooms, both were at about 17 points. Mm-hmm. Between your two quarterbacks combined, that is crazy in terms of production from your two quarterbacks. And, and you both have two heavy hitters and then two about average guys that you expect maybe 10 to 15 points on a weekly basis from. Mm-hmm. Your heavy hitters combined had 15 points. Uh, Jalen Hurts had 12, which is a very low week for him. Mm-hmm. Burrow had three points. That's just abysmal. And then Derek Carr was the highest scoring quarterback out of your four quarterbacks with 14. And then Daniel Jones with 4.46. Yeah. That is a, that is an ugly week for the quarterback room. Yeah. I so. mean, it was ugly the whole way down. I mean, Bijan yeah. showed out, even though like we touched on for whatever reason, Tyler Algiers, you know, knives two two touchdowns from him. Um, yeah. the, the wide receivers were fine. He had to start Isaiah likely Dallas Goddard puts up a goose egg. I mean, it was just ugly the whole way down the board. We're going to throw that week away and move on to next week. So I don't know if there's a whole lot uh, to glean from there. Um, but let's, let's do a little bit better. Let's, let's, let's talk about your win, Eddie. Uh, it was more goth. Yeah. JC against uh, you, Mr. Bateman. Eddie, uh, go ahead, yep. pout it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, uh, I, to be honest, was not expecting this at all. Uh, in my head, coming into the night, Josh Allen is going to do Josh Allen things. He, he might give me an average game and still have enough in terms of being able to kind of push me through or push uh, JC through and get the win. Was mm. not expecting the win at all. He also had Dalvin Cook, who I expected to not have a crazy game, but at least have enough production to help him make up that difference. I think it was like eight points going into the night. He had two guys. I had one guy left. I was like, I right, those two guys are definitely going to outscore Diggs as a whole. Mm. Uh, obviously, that was not the case. Uh, Josh Allen threw three picks. Uh, Stefan Diggs literally, I think, accrued more than 50 or 60 percent of the touches of that entire offense. Um, So, I mean, there were what 29 completions. Diggs had a third of those actually with 10 completions pretty much. Um, And he finished with 26 points. That is, that is really the only shining light of my offense uh, or out of my performance really, Uh, you know, my, my defense and kicker did really well. uh, And then Travis Etienne did pretty well. But other than that, there really ain't much to touch about. Uh, Bryce Young had seven points. Sky Moore, he's right. now starting next week for me. Zero point <laughs> four points. Um, Christian Kirk with one point nine. So, yeah. Well, like I said, you got Kyron Williams on your bench. You'll start him there. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> at least he's there. Um, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, we'll keep it rolling then. Um, the next matchup was Cocaine Bear Jake versus Pinhead uh, Scott. Um, Jake pulls off the win, I think, going against both predictions that both Boat Red and I had, uh, 128-74 to 113-38. Um, I don't know, Boat which if you take a look at that one, what's your take there coming out of that? Because Jake goes, takes two wins, and, uh, you know, uh, Scott takes two losses. Yeah, and, and I think that 
can, I'm sorry. Can you guys still hear me? Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Yeah, you're good. I, uh, I think that it, it was surprising because we, and I'm pulling up his thing right now so I can, I can actually look at the matchup. Um, we all, we all felt pretty strongly that Scott was going to perform better. Like Lamar Jackson putting up seven points is not expected. Barkley putting up nine. Um, T Higgins put up a donut. Like what, if any one of those guys scores closer to expectations, then we're not, we're not having the same conversation. Um, I think that Scott is the story of the week that everybody has basically that like people that you don't expect to under, like underperform like that. They all underperform like across the board. And, and unfortunately Scott's just underperformed a little bit worse than, um, than, than, uh, Jake's did. Yeah. Jake, Jake's, Jake. um, and like who expected Jordan Addison to put up 16 points? You know, I, I, I like Jordan Addison to be clear. I, I think that he is a very good receiver on a team that will take advantage of him. Like I'm like, uh, JSN on the Seahawks. They don't need JSN Addison. They do need Addison to be a receiver. I did not expect 16 points out of his first showing. Um, a lot of that was propped up by a TD, but you know that's besides the point. Yeah, yeah. What else? I agree. Propped up with? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When when, uh, when Michael Thomas is your wide receiver one for the week, things didn't go as you expected. So I'm not worried about Scott. Yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. Um, but yeah, um, moving on to the next matchup, it was Gus Fring, uh, <laughs> Kyron versus the Bay Harbor Butchers. One of the two. I mean, one of the three, really, will say scores of the week. Nate just clobbers uh, Kyron. (laughs) All of his guys flew off. Um, And, you know, I mean, what else can we say? No one expects – you don't expect four, like we're talking about with Scott's team. But, I mean, ceiling 35 points out of the Cowboys defense. Come on. (laughs) Um, I I don't know, Eddie. What do you think? I think, uh, and to even look at it, like if you look at Nate's top guys on his team, they all underperformed still from what you would expect. Um, Najee with 5.3, Jamar with only nine. Uh, His quarterbacks both had about, I would consider those average games with 16 points. Uh, It's really those, those top two pieces. He had 67 points, 68 points from his defense. And his flex two spot. Those yeah. two guys combined. You know, Brandon Ayuk had 32.9 points. And the Cowboys defense had 35 points. Um, you know, not to take anything away from his team as a whole. Because I think he has a very good team from top to bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's just crazy performances out of those guys. It kind of flips that entire matchup on its head. It gives him a crazy blow up week. Um, which I expect this to balance out a bit more, and I think he'll still consistently score in like the 145 to 160, 170 range. Mm-hmm. It's just those points where they're ballooned between those two will probably even back out to some of those other guys. But uh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, looks so lopsided because all of Kyron's guys underperformed. We'll, we'll talk yeah, about I mean, Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> <laughs> but even but even yeah. you look at guys other than Eckler, right? Eckler's the only guy, but like. No. Jacobs puts up nine. Godwin puts up ten. Kittle puts up four, four point nine. Like everyone yeah. else, pretty much performed under what we thought at least their their yeah. average would be. So yeah, I, again, I'm not super worried about Kyron. I think he'll his team will pick up score. 
and we we know you know Nate's drafting prowess uh, and you know yeah I mean it's a luck game you know at a certain yeah. point at the end of the day but still I'm sure he feels good about taking this one down on week one so oh yeah all right next matchup well let, let, let's go from heavy hitter to heavy hitter this was the the opposite of mine and Nick's matchup for the week it was Damon it was Negan uh, against Pennywise Kevin Damon wins it just feels unfair to Kevin 187 to 167 both obviously will take a median win but good god <laughs> um guys just yeah. went off we, we took to a tongue of Iloa and the, the tiger kill stack for Negan for for, for Damon just wild I don't know about right uh I think both these guys got to be feeling good coming out of the weekend yeah I I think that the reality of it is is these points are not going to be unique to this week for Negan's team um or for Negan, Team Negan. I don't know how to phrase that. Mm-hmm. Um, for Damon, yeah. Calvin Ridley seems to be a stud, right? Um, you're going to expect that same points or more out of uh, Amon Ross St. Brown. Um, Tyreek Hill probably won't put up 44 again for a while. But, I mean, you could probably take 20, 15 points off that and still be in the ball range of what like yeah. Tyreek Hill is going to put on week to week, basically. So, um, I, I don't think that this is going to be out of the ordinary and to be honest with you he's probably my favorite to win the league at this point obviously i hate to 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 make predictions this early but he's got a stacked wide receiver core that barring injury should be tough to deal with just you moving forward at all you know what i mean glazing Um, just letting you know he is glazing you up right now damon i am hey trade me (laughs) um with that being said i also I'm gonna double down on my Watson take. Even a even a blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. And Watson, that's poor phrasing considering who I was talking about. I apologize. <laughs> I saw Eddie make the face, and it dawned on me. Um, yeah. Watson, I don't think is this good, and I don't expect this type of performance out of him weekly. Um, Dak Prescott will have a better performance most weeks. I like to imagine they just didn't throw the ball, and he, I think he came out in the third at the end of the third. Um, because they were just absolutely mollywhopping uh, the Giants. Um, so they just didn't need him, right? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's my thoughts. I think Pittman, I actually, so I like Pittman this year, and I'm a little disappointed I didn't get him because I want the stack with Richardson. So, um, yeah, I mean, that sucks to see. Hurts my heart a bit. Yeah, it, it's good to see uh, the the Pittman Richardson connection. Mm-hmm. I think he found like his guy. You know what I mean? Um, just kind of like how Peyton had Reggie. Like I think this is not going to be that prolific of a connection, but I think it's just to make the comparison with Colts. I think Pittman's that guy. I've been a fan of Pittman for since he came into the league. Um, so it, it's good to see him get his now. So. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, well, we, he was what wide receiver three two years ago or whatever it was. He showed yeah. he could do it, and then last year he just had a revolving carousel of quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think given a quarterback who can reliably get him the ball, this is not outside yeah. of his range of outcomes for sure. So, all right, uh, but right, let's let's jump on to the last matchup for the week. Uh, you take the loss to Hashling Slasher, which is Max, who goes two and zero, one twenty-eight to one twelve. Uh, you were just talking up Richardson and in your QB room earlier, but uh, so what? What they they were what propped you up this week? But what happened to the rest of the team? 
I'm going to say the thing that I've been saying all day is like underperformance. I do have some concerns that some of this wasn't underperformance. Um, you know, DJ Moore, I think, is better than two catches and 25 yards. I'm not confident that Fields is better than getting him two catches and 25 yards on a given <laughs> week. Um, I will say that I'm I'm maybe coping a bit and saying that Jair Alexander was probably playing. Was he shadowing DJ Moore? I didn't actually look, but I would have to imagine that he was. He wasn't. I, I wasn't um, sure. I, I didn't watch oh, the game. Jair doesn't normally shadow too many receivers. Uh, yeah. There's only a couple that I think he's like shadowed through his career. So. Okay, well, but, yeah. you know, I'm going to cope and say that he was, um, and Fields just was choosing not to get on the ball. I'm hoping that a weaker a weaker opponent next week will help him, uh, you know, bounce back a little bit. I, I think the yeah. thing, and I watched this game, to be clear to everybody, um, so I, like, basically bled from my eyes for two hours. Um, it was frustrating to me because every time he touched the ball, he produced. Um, he had probably two of the most efficient terms of, like, catch and then runs that I saw on the Bears offense all day and they just didn't get him the football and that's it's frustrating to me as somebody that owns DJ Moore because that's what they care about more than anything is my fantasy season but you know you get what I'm saying yeah I will say that this might work out in your favor throughout the season I saw some reports coming out that Claypool's just not the guy there um, yeah. they're not loving him over there right now um so who knows? Maybe it's just the DJ Moore show and then maybe Mooney here and there. I wouldn't mind that since I have some stock in him. Yeah. I, I, and, I, and I don't want to take anything away from the from Max's team because no. I think Max's, Max did perform well. Uh, his team performed well. Um, I mean, JJ put up 24 points on me. Alave put yeah. up 19 points on me. Um, he had similar problems in the flex positions that I did. Unfortunately, I just didn't perform as well, and that's – what it comes down to, you know, I, I think this is probably a round floor for what Max's team can score um, because guys, you know, some of the guys you said underperformed, but a lot of the guys just performed on average. Um, yeah. And he's got Zay Flowers and Zay Jones. He's got got both Zays sitting on the bench, putting up, you know, 16 and 17 points respectively. Meanwhile, Drake London puts up a goose egg because Arthur Smith, Arthur Smith hates pass. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and to talk to both of your teams, you guys have two guys on your IRs that when they come back, slash if they come back, are going to be some producing guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, he's got Christian Watson. The yeah. Packers literally have, like, no one at the receiver position outside of, like, Romeo, for the most part, that produced really well. So, you know, he's going to have Christian, but, again, you have JT in your IR spot. So, yeah, if, if JT when he comes, comes back, back I'll be produce. happy. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, I so. do think my team is better than 112 points. Um, yeah. I think that Waddle, the biggest problem with Waddle is like he's either a 10 point guy or a 40 point guy, and it doesn't really seem like it's ever in between with him. So <laughs> I'm kind of emotionally preparing myself for a long year with him like that. Yeah, well, when you have a guy who puts up 42, uh, someone that probably also had didn't have a, a, a boom week either. So, yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, it'll be his week, so. like you said. So uh, just a quick flash at the standings then. Um, Damon, Nate, our boy Eddie, and Jake, uh, as well as Max, are all 2-0. Um, Pennywise, um, which is Kevin and Nick, uh, Dracula, they're 1-1. One and, one. and then uh, JC, Scott, Boatwright, uh, Kyron, and myself are all 0-2 heading into week two. 
which is where we can jump in and kind of look at some of those weeks week two matchups. Um, Eddie, why don't or Eddie, why don't you start us off? We'll we'll start off with uh, Jake versus JC here, looking at uh, Cocaine Bear against Morkoth. What's uh, anything stand out to you when you take a look at that one? Yeah, I think it's such a weird one. Um, again, coming off of week one with some of those performances at the quarterback position, do not anticipate Josh Allen to do that again. Um, you know, I, I think so right now, the predictions, obviously we don't go too heavy on predictions, but JC's a 14 point favorite right now, I think, or a 13 point favorite. I think that might be a little generous. You know, I, I think with the, some of the additions that you've made to your lineup, moving Jordan Addison into the spot and, and kind of, or with Jake moving some of those guys into his lineup, I, I think he's going to be okay. Uh, again, Jameer Gibbs wasn't used nearly as much as he should have been used. Um, I, th- I think I saw a stat that he was averaging a pretty large chunk of yards when he touched the ball, and it, he rarely touched the ball. I think he had nine total touches. I think seven rushes and two catches. Um, so I, I think some of those guys will perform above their predictions. Um, so I think this is going to be a close one, and I actually have Jake coming out on top for this one I, I think jake's team as a whole i think will do a little bit better uh and, and pull them through yeah I, I i actually agree with that and i'm sorry to cut you off I, um he's got kelsey on ir too if kelsey plays that week that'll be a huge boost to his yeah. team this week um he's got george pickens on the bench who hint hint put him in dj's out for three to four weeks he's gonna be probably see a bigger share of targets this week um, I, I do think that, that his team is better than what predictions and, and forecasts mm-hmm. shows. Um, so I, I will also go with Jake. Yeah, I mean, I, I really like Jake's team, especially after week one. The guy who I think flies under the radar here is Kenneth Gainwell. The Eagles did not look good. It's established that the Eagles did not look good last week. But Kenneth Gainwell, even after all the hype of signing Swift and grabbing, you know, um, uh, oh God, who's the guy? Richard Penn, Richard Penny. He was mm-hmm. active for the game. The reports coming out of the camp was Gainwell was going to have a role. Well, apparently it's RB1 because he had the majority of the touches, both catching downs and running downs. Um, and he's a great guy to put into an RB2 spot. And in a team that ran the ball as much as they did last year, if he can have the kind of production, I think think that really bodes well for Jake's team. When I look at JC's team, I see a lot of boring guys. And I don't mean that as an insult. It's just guys who like when that Shots guy gets fired. When that guy gets drafted, no one goes, oh great pick, right? Like it's just guys who are consistent and put up weeks. Guys like DJ Metcalf, does like AJ Brown. I know people have kind of wavered on them. I think it's maybe closer than we're thinking, but I, I also will have to go with uh, Jake on this one just after his team kind of showed out. Um, you know, but moving on to the next one, Letty, uh, let's ride high off of your uh, last week's performance. You've got Kyron who took took a bad week last week and is looking for an up yeah. uh, the upswing. Um, how do you think you fare this week? I think. I'm not going to influence anything, so I'm actually not even going to say what I'm thinking of saying. But I think because of the situation that he is in uh, with losing such an important piece in his offense, um, you know, I think that he's not going to find a replacement that is going to give him what Aaron Rodgers can give him. Mm-hmm. for the most part, or is at least expected to give him on a week-to-week basis. Um, and then the other piece is he has Kenny Pickett, which 
I would maybe compare that to uh, Bryce Young on a on a on on like a similar day. I think Kenny had what nine points uh, last week or something around there. So, you know, I don't think in terms of the quarterback matchups, he's going to find Herbert production uh, on whoever he brings in there for the most part on a week to week basis. And then kind of going down the line, um, yeah, I, I think just I have to go with my side of the ball here, and I and I think I have to go with my team to give myself the dub. Not only because it's my team, but I think just from top to bottom in terms of the lineup. You know, he's got a few guys that I really like on his side, but it's just what's that offense going to produce and how are they going to get the ball? And, and those are some of the question marks that I have on his line. So I got myself here. Yeah, I I, I agree. Um, it's tough to lose a guy like A-Rod, and I was lower on him this year than, like, a lot of people probably were. Not that I thought he would be a bad real-life football quarterback. I thought he was exactly what the Jets needed to kind of take them over the edge. I just don't think that he would be like slinging up 40 point games for, you know, he's probably a 15, 16, 17 point guy. Um, and that's tough to replace like consistently, like you said. Um, so I, I do think that you, you've got it this week as well. Um, if for no other reason, the quarterback situation. Yeah, I think, uh, right. I think you guys all touched on it. Um, I, I do like uh, his running back room. Um, I think Aaron's got a great running back room with uh, with Eckhart and Jacobs. His flex, you don't know what you're going to get out of a guy like Williams and Burks, especially after last week's performance. So, yeah, I think uh, not, to, not to make it too boring and unanimous, but uh, I think I also do give you the nod there, Eddie. Um, keep it on rolling. Uh, but right, I have to try to avenge your loss here. Uh, on, I'm taking on Max um, this week. Uh, looking across the, you know, the lineups there. What's uh, what's your take? Yeah, I think it's really tough to underperform. Like for Justin, or excuse me, Jalen Hurts to underperform again. So I, I do think that you're going to see big numbers out of him. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to be as bad as he was against the Cardinals. Like, I think that you're going to see a lot more points out of there. Um, I think you're going to see a more aggressive game, so you might you might see more of Tony Pollard points. I do think that you your biggest probably gap is going to be Marquise Brown. Um, just because, like, I, I don't trust their situation there. Compared to like guys like Jefferson and Olave, um, man, it's really tough. If Zay Flowers holds like his production that he had this weekend, um, I think I'm going to have to give the edge to to Max here, uh, just for no other reason than I think that he has like a stronger tail end of his team um, in his flex positions than you do. Though I'm usually wrong, so take that for what it's worth, Sean. <laughs> No, and I, I, I say I'll have to agree with you there. Um, I would say that your quarterback positions are similar. You know, I, I think that you guys will probably be pretty even up at the top of your lineups. I think where I Max will kind of gain some of that space is at his flex positions. You know, it's it's unclear what JSN's role is right now. Uh, they have a good wide receiving room, so it's really like – we don't know when he's going to get his, um, you know, compared to the other side, like Zay flowers seems to be like one of the go-to guys for Lamar, or at least he's, he's attempting to, to get him the ball. Uh, and then Damian Pierce is just Damian Pierce on that offense. He's running back one there. So yeah, I think that I'd probably have to lean to that side a little bit more and probably go with max again. I think it'll be a close matchup, but 
think I'm giving Max the edge on this one. Yeah, uh, I won't. I won't try to to bluff myself here. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think. I mean, it's the obvious gaping hole with Cup out. I just I'm thin at wide receiver, and therefore I'm thin at, at flex. And so unless guys give me boom weeks, you know, I think this is going to be the story for at least four weeks, if not maybe more. And I start having to make some moves, but um, you know, it is what it is, and we'll keep it going. But uh, the next matchup is uh, Scott Panhead versus Negan, uh, which is Damon. Um, so these were, you know, Damon coming off of his huge week last week. And Scott, a guy who we thought underperformed. So I, I don't know. Look at this matchup. It seems a lot more even. I don't know. Is that is that your take, Eddie? Yeah, I, I think that this matchup across the board has the potential to probably one of the closer high-scoring matchups that we'll see this upcoming week. I think there's a lot of guys that are coming in that are probably going to have bounce back weeks or like Lamar. You don't expect them to score so low. Um, Jared Goff did pretty well. I, Arizona's D line isn't fantastic. I don't anticipate Saquon to have under 15 points next week. Um, you know, so I think that whole Bengals offense will also be a little bit better. Um, they were all very bad last week. Um, I don't really think anyone benefited <laughs> at all from that offense. So, you know, I, I think with that being said, I think this one will be a really close matchup. Um, but until Damon's team takes a loss with something this close, like, you know, I, I'm going to have to lean towards Damon. I think that Tua and Hill stack will continue to be, uh, will continue to kind of push him over the edge over some of his matchups. So yeah, go with Damon. All right, you agree? Yeah, I mean, without without a doubt, I think that his his wide receiver room is going to be a nightmare to get over over top of for the most part. I mean, that's sixty points there, basically. Yeah. So. Yeah, uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna differ from you guys this week. I'm I'm gonna go with with Scott uh, again. We we said it's pretty much a coin flip in terms of just like the assumed production. I think some of the matchups will be better. Jared Goff playing Seattle, a team that looked really bad at home. Probably really good for him. Cincinnati couldn't do anything and let Deshaun Watson, you know, at least run and do play a game that we think Lamar Jackson's better at than Deshaun Watson at this point in the career. Um, and, you know, two is going up. He's in New England, and we saw what New England did to Jalen Hurts last week. So I, I think just on a razor's edge, like you said, maybe like a 160 to 161, 155 to 154 sort of game. Um, but I'm going to give the nod to Scott on this one. Yeah, I, I, uh, I just want to call out quickly. I didn't know this, yeah. but if you look at matchups, it gives you a, a, a line now. So this is TCAT plus 2.4. Oh, I'm yes. I didn't know oh, that that. If you go, it, I feel like it's always done that. You yeah, just have to right. click into the actual matchup. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know that. Huh. Today <laughs> well, I'm rarely ever this view unless we're doing the podcast. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Boatwright, uh, let's go ahead and touch on yours. Uh, We've got you facing Kevin Pennywise versus Babyface. Um, where do you see yourself? How do you see yourself performing this? Week? I mean, if you want me to go first, I, I I hate to gas my my QB room up too much. I I think my QB room has the potential to be the highest QB scoring duo in in our league if Richardson continues to perform like he did. Um, I mean, if his floor is twenty points, which like. It's not, but like in my head it is. That's basically, once again, 50 points that you have to get over every week. But then the rest of my team, it's like, well, so you have to get over 55 points to beat me. <laughs> so, um, 
I'm going to not bet against myself because I, I do think guys like CD lamb are going to put up more points. Um, Waddle will probably put up more points than he did. Um, I'm hoping more has a bounce back against Tampa Bay. So um, I, I am going to go with myself. It's probably a toss up, but that's where I'm at. Yeah, I can respect that. I think uh, on the other side of that, I think I just have to go Kevin here. Um, I just think that his floor, even if he has a bad week, is higher than your floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and and really, just mainly for that, like he's got some guys there that had some poor weeks last week or for some poor games last week, and he still scored like 167 points. Um, so yep. like, you know the way that I look at this, like you know Deshaun Watson he had an okay week, nothing crazy. Um, Another guy who didn't do great, like Nick Chubb. I think he had 14 points, an okay week. And then Dak Prescott, the same thing. I think he has enough there to, I think, be able to push push himself over. You know, he's a guy that should be 2-0, and fortunately. Yes. Had the worst matchup possible for week one for him. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to go with uh, Pennywise here and Kevin. I guess my thing is, like, do you think Mike Evans can sustain the – like, a guy like Mike Evans can sustain the performance that he had last week? Right, eighteen, and it's possible if if Baker Mayfield is who we think or who nobody thinks he is, but who he looked like. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yes, there you go. That's a good way to phrase that. Yeah. I, I yeah. think uh, I don't. I don't know. It's hard to think. Baker's had some some really good wide receivers throughout his career, uh, but in terms of build, tall guy, go get the ball. Like that's what he is. Baker yeah. Mayfield will take those shots, and I think Mike Evans suits him. Yeah, as Michael Thomas suited. Uh, like Winston or those other wide receivers that he's had that love to just go for it one on one matchups, go get the ball. So absolutely, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. So yeah, yeah, I don't think it's about any one individual player's performance. I think Eddie, you kind of summed it up. Yeah. It's that I think, but right, you carry a lot of variance, maybe outside mm-hmm. of Patrick Mahomes, where I think that. Kevin's team is probably the opposite of that, where he's got a small, he maybe not the greatest ceiling, but he has a pretty similarly close floor. Um, and I think that for that, that alone, I'm also going to give it to Kevin, or at least a nod to Kevin. Um, no, but, you know, fine. we picked against one another. So, you know, maybe we can each get each other some luck, right? Because no, we fine. need it. I'm, I'm going to go cry about it now. Yeah. Maybe instead yeah. of starting 9 and 0, you'll start 0 and 9. Yeah, maybe. Or I, would be, I would take that if it means <laughs> I win out. Make <laughs> Listen, if I start 0 and 9 and then just repeat last year and win out, I'm not upset about that. Well, like, I went yeah, 9 true. and 1, and yeah. I don't think I won another game or median yeah. for the rest of the year. So, yeah. yeah. Um, all right, we got one last matchup, and I left it for last because it's the one we, we enjoy maybe as, as much as any other matchup in this league. It's uh, the brothers going head to head. Uh, Bay Harbor Butchers, Nate going up against Dracula, Nick. I mean, if nothing else, this, the the talk beforehand should be good in the group chat, right? Like, regardless oh, yeah. of what the outcome is, that's what should happen here, right? Like, they'll, they'll be going back and forth like they always do, which I can't wait for. But um, all that aside, I don't know who you're thinking, Eddie. I'm going to have to go Nate here. I, I, I feel more comfortable with his lineup. Like, if I had to look at a team – on both of these sides of the the equation and think like, all right, which one of these teams is, is, is going to give me better performance and I'd feel comfortable slotting it at my, my spot uh, or for my team. Like, I think I have to go with the Nate side. Obviously there were some, some variances. Like I mentioned earlier, like Cowboys defense are not putting up 35 points again. Uh, Brandon, Ayuk highly unlikely. He puts up 
another 30-plus game. But I do think that what we saw is that Brock Purdy loves Brandon Ayuk, and Ayuk will be force-fed regardless of what the situation is. Um, and then just some of those other guys, like Jamar Chase, don't expect them to have a down week again. Garrett Wilson, who knows with Zach Wilson in there. But uh, I, I just like his lineup a little bit better from top to bottom uh, over over Knicks. You know, he's got a couple couple good guys that I feel really comfortable about, like Joe Burrow. I think he'll be fine. Derek Carr will do okay. He's an average quarterback. He'll get you average points on a week-to-week basis. Bijan. Uh, but then some of those other guys, some question marks. Like Cam Akers, Kyron obviously is taking a lot of those snaps. Uh, Terry McLaurin, they have a few other wide receivers in that room that I think could benefit, like Curtis Samuel and Jahan Dotson. So uh, I just think I feel more comfortable with Nate's lineup uh in terms of the production that all those guys are going to get that are starting compared to, to Knicks. So, yeah, I definitely agree with that. I think the only, to, to phrase it another way, the only question I have on Nate's lineup is, is Garrett Wilson, because like Zach Wilson is quite literally like a terrorist to Garrett Wilson's fantasy production. I was looking at some numbers today cause I was kind of curious and it was disgusting. Like he was putting up like, you know, zero or two point games whenever Garrett or Zach Wilson was thrown in the football all of his big games came from Flacco or um, Mike White. Uh, Mike White, yeah. So like, I, I think that, with that being said, the only question that I have on his team is Garrett Wilson, where, like, I'm a big D-hop believer. I think that the targets and, and the points are going to come for him out of Tennessee because they obviously want to pass on the ball. Um, you know, Terry McLaurin, I don't. I don't know. It's tough for me to f- know how I feel about him. Um, Bijan Robin has qu- Bijan Robinson yeah. has question marks. Like I just think that there's more, like you said, question marks on his like lineup than than I have on Nate's, which is basically boils down to one guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that there's a little bit of that on both sides. I think you guys kind of highlighted it for each of them. So again, not to you know, you know repeat it again, but this will probably be closer than we think. And I think what'll put it through is that if Joe Burrow goes off. Joe Burrow goes off because he's throwing the ball to Jamar Chase. And Jamar Chase is just going to benefit, which only helps Nate just a little bit more than it will help Joe Burrow. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm also, I think we'll all three give the nod to Nate here. Uh, but only, you know, maybe by like one touchdown pass to the wrong guy at the wrong time. <laughs> um, but yeah, all right. that looks That's what it looks like yep. next week. <laughs> um, so let's do, we kind of touched on a lot of these, so we can kind of breeze through these if you want. Uh, just risers and fallers. Eddie, you kind of already talked about this guy. I mentioned him as well. Um, but Zay Flowers looks like he's the guy in, in Baltimore, so he's definitely a riser. The guy who's going to see a lot of more starts this week than you saw last week. Yeah, I mean, I agree. I, I think Zay Flowers, I, again, you have kind of some of the stats here um, in terms of kind of what he had. Um you know, he had the second most snaps with 54 on the team. Uh, he ran the second most routes on the team, and he had the most targets on the team kind of going into the week. Um, Not just the most uh, targets on the week. He had as many targets as the rest of the wide receiving team combined. Yeah, and, and out of the back. Exactly. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I think it's something that Lamar has needed for quite a long time is that go-to guy that he can trust. And I think mm-hmm. last week solidified with him, like, that he can trust him. You know, and I think having some of those other guys, you know, he's he didn't even have I think the, the only question mark is when Mark Andrews gets back. Like, that's the only question mark that I have. Like, is he going to is his production going to lack or is it going to come down just because Mark Andrews is not on the field? Um, and I think if it does, I think it's his targets might go from 
10 to, to 7 or 6. But I think he's such an explosive player that I think regardless if he loses three or four targets in a game, I think that his ability is still going to be able to get him that production that keeps him at that level. Uh, not to mention, you know, if Odell gets his thing going, it's only going to start moving some more coverage away from him. So he's going to get some more one-on-one opportunities. And I think his speed alone will, will get him those wins. So, yeah, a uh, big fan of Zay Flowers. Uh, have him in a couple other leagues as well. So, yeah. For sure. All right, any thoughts? Zay Flowers is an anomaly, anomaly to me. I don't. I, I'm hesitant to sit here and talk good about any Lamar receiver, and it's not necessarily because I don't think Lamar can pass the football. I just think it's that he doesn't pass the football. Um, sure. But it's kind of hard to argue with facts, like you said. Like he, they did feed him, and Lamar looked like he wanted to feed him. And it's possible that Lamar has changed the way that he plays football. Like I, I think new offensive he, coordinator. Yeah, yeah, I mean that that really like uh-huh. might just be it, right? It's it's a different it's a different offense coordinator, it's a different offensive scheme, and Lamar is more comfortable passing now because he's getting older. Like, and it could be that like Zay Flowers and and Mark Andrews have a huge like surge from it. I I, I don't know. I, I I truly I do not know where I rate him. Yeah, I mean last week was a well I don't want to say it's a bit of an outlier. It kind of falls right in line with your argument, but right, he, he, Lamar only threw the ball twenty times. Like he, he wasn't, he wasn't slinging the rock around. There wasn't this big explosion. He wasn't, you know, 40, 40 attempts. They really weren't throwing a ball a lot. Now, again, it wasn't the greatest game and it it may have just been an outlier for Lamar on the year alone. We'll see. But yeah, I think both of you raised kind of valid concerns, but I just know that I've seen him getting, if he wasn't picked up in most leagues, he probably was, but he'll probably definitely be starting. I think when we were looking at the preview, he's already been slotted into uh, Max's lineup. So um, but moving on to the next side, Boatwright, uh, I kind of touched on this a little bit already, so we don't have to, to you know, labor the point. But Kenneth Gainwell, 14 carries, 54 yards, four targets, four receptions, another 20 yards. <laughs> yeah, I hear you, Eddie. Uh, but so he definitely looks like the RB1 in, in a Philadelphia office we think is going to be, we hope is going to be good, I guess, for me, right? So I don't know. I, I think he's a guy yeah, you definitely want to roster him. He's not, right? Yeah. I, I, I apologize. I don't know if you're talking to me already. So, um, I do like Kenneth Gainwell, I, but I, I, I hate to like lean on this because this seems to be the new normal for running backs in general. I just don't know that I am, am confident enough that like he overtakes that to be like the primary back for me in terms of like starting, setting my starting lineup yet. Does that like what I'm trying to say here is like any type of these timeshares, I just don't want to be put in a position where like, well, it's Swift's turn to start and get 40 snaps to everybody else's 10. You know what I mean? And they, that worries me. And I just, I, I think it's the same problem with like, I'm having where I'm trying to find a running back right now. I don't even really know who to target because I don't know who is going to start and who's going to play. Um, so, there are no bell cowbacks anymore. They don't exist. Right, right. Well, James Conner, <laughs> but he's on a shitty team, so it doesn't matter. Um, so I, I think you're, you're definitely right. Like He would be the guy that I would want out of there, but my confidence is very, very low that he is the guy. Yeah, I'd have to semi-agree. I, I don't know. I, I think that that, uh, that backfield is always going to be – in a bad spot for the most part because of who their quarterback is and some of the weapons that they have at wide receiver and tight end. I, I think that is a primarily 
throw slash run with your quarterback team more <laughs> than anything else, which is unfortunate. Um, again, I'm a I'm a Swift believer. I, I don't really understand the move. I think Swift had maybe like three touches or something like that last week, which I think to me is mind boggling. It's not like he's hurt or anything like he's a healthy. Um, so I don't know. I, I don't buy into the hype that Kenneth is the, the go-to guy, or he's going to maintain that role. I think that they're going to do what a lot of teams are doing and just rotate their running backs in and keep them healthy for the year and then not have to pay anyone at the end of the season. Yeah, I think that's all fair. Like I said, yeah. I was a guy who coming into the preseason, I had a lot, heard a lot of hype from a lot of the yeah. coverage places that he was the guy. So yeah. unfortunately, I didn't get nearly as many shares of him as I would have liked, but hey, it is what it is. So I, I, I'm a little, obviously, he's on, my, he's on the riser page here. I'm a little higher on him to think that, I agree, it's a three-headed monster. It's just who's the biggest part of that monster, and I think he's the guy. And if you're going to take a dart throw at ADP, between the three backs, he's the guy you want because he's going to cost you the least, probably cost you very little in the draft and may still be on waivers depending on the league you're in. Um, so that's a guy who I, I think we're good there. But the biggest surprise for the week uh, in my last riser, Matthew Stafford, a guy who I believe, correct me if I'm wrong, is not rostered in our two quarterback 12-team league. <laughs> yep. Um, that is correct. Saw that one. <laughs> yeah, if if Matthew Staff, if my quarterback had his AC or excuse me his uh his Achilles rupture, I think that I would be attempting to get Matthew Stafford onto my team. <laughs> I think you may have done yeah. what you avoided from doing about twenty minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know. Maybe if you're the one number one waiver, maybe you just pick him up and drop your other shitty quarterback. I don't know. Who knows what might happen? <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? I'm, I'm last in the waiver order, so it won't be me. Oh, don't worry. Yeah. The episode probably won't be posted till till waivers have officially been. Until waivers are over, so. Yeah, yeah. no big deal. But, um, so with this this may be bad, old news. But, yeah, I, I mean, they came out. They sh- The team looked good. I mean, we, we talked both the wide receivers who filled in for Cooper Cup. I can't remember or pronounce half their, their names half the time. Puka? If Nikai? one of you have them and, off the top and, of your head. And, and Puka, some, some, two, I don't two know. Atwell. Yeah, 2-2 two, two right. Atwell. That's, that's the, the other guy. Yeah, yeah. that's the other one. Both like, of them, yeah. I think, Puka, like 200 Puka over 200 yards combined. So. Yeah. 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 Uh, you All know what? Well, the Cooper Cup has, has, has a reason to come back. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. I, I hate to pivot off Stafford, but like those, I don't know if you talked about them, but those are also two guys that I have no idea like where their value falls. And, like, I don't even begin to know how to, like, uh, what do, if I'm a fantasy manager, what do I do with them? You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I try agree. to sell them high. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> because when Cooper Cup comes back, I don't think they're staying where they're at. But yeah. I agree. Who knows? I know. But, I mean, there's a future where. With if... that being said, come get Kyron, guys. He's, <laughs> he's available for the right price. Hey, wait. <laughs> Eddie. <laughs> <laughs> He, he, hey, you got that. some time. Eddie, he's already mad at you that you didn't get a deal done so you could talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, okay? I'm to, I know. I'm Listen, it's the first trade, Eddie. Come on. The thought that you are having is the same thought that I'm having. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, so moving on to that nonsense, we'll go to the followers for the week. And, I mean, this isn't one player, but what the hell happened to Kansas City guys? I know it was the Thursday game. It was, we got all hyped for it. But, like, basically every skill player mm, – I mean, Patrick Mahomes was fine, but, like, what happened to that offense? 
I will die on the hill that Kadarius Tony is tracking to be that wide receiver one. They he ran I think sixteen. He was on the field for sixteen plays and they targeted him at thirty three percent. Like that that's a guy they want to get the ball to. If he can like swap out his stone hands for something else, he'll he will be the guy. All right. This this shows me two things. One, I know you'll die on your hill, and two, you don't read the script because if you did, you'd see that. His PFF grade from that game was the worst of any wide receiver since 2018. Yeah, no, no, I, I saw that. He missed he missed training camp, Sean. What do you expect? Yeah, it was week uh, I, one. That's it. You're a wide receiver. Who cares? You're supposed <laughs> your job is to catch the ball. The guy had like four drops or three drops. Well, that's insane in a single yeah, game. Yeah, well, guy sucks. He's coming from a he used to be a giant, so that's why I'm a little passionate about I it. Bring, yeah. I was gonna bring Dude's it up. Dude's always also hurt. Like all the time, I wouldn't be surprised if he like drops a pass and then his hamstring hurts because it hit his hands. Like I don't know, his head all separate from his shoulders. Yeah, it's Jesus. So not big on him. No, I don't blame him. But I mean, but it wasn't just him. Sky Moore, I don't didn't get a target, right? He also didn't. He got two targets. Uh, targets. One of them was called back. Mm. It was like twenty yards, and then it was called back for a hold. So wanted to blow my brains out there, and then the second one. Uh, I think it was a drop. So <laughs> the entire wide receiving core there sucks. Right. Yeah. I mean, Kelsey will come back. That team will look better. But man, yeah. for a week one against a rising Unfortunate. <laughs> I think that I, I do want to call out, though, that the Lions team, which everybody touts is so good, and I agree they are so good, I think it speaks volumes to Kansas City that they only lost that game by a point. Like, and like they had so many, if any man in the NFL could will a team to victory, it's Mahomes and Andy Reid. Oh yeah. And like, yeah. I, 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 it boggles my mind that they put up that performance and still lost by a point on like, wasn't it like, like a final drive too? I, I forget. It's been like a week now. So. I think so. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like, I, I truly, I think that it's, it's absolutely mind boggling to, to see and think about. Yeah. I agree with you there yeah. for sure. But we'll see. Uh, another disappointing, but I don't think this one was unexpected at all. Um, Atlanta's non-running back skill position players. I mean, we, we talked about the running back and the, the position there, but in terms of guys who just probably you can't start, obviously Desmond Ritter, but Drake London puts up a goose egg. Kyle Pitts looks like Kyle Pitts from last year. <laughs> I mean, is there anything worthwhile in that offense, you guys? No. I, uh, it's funny. I had a conversation a while back. I was like me, Nate, Keegan, uh, and our, one of our friends, Marcus, we were chatting just about the offense. Keegan had asked us a question about, you know, who, who do I take? Drake London's one of my keepers. Should we, should I keep him? And the conversation kind of went as expected, like that offense is abysmal and their quarterback situation is not helping at all. I, I don't see anyone getting the ball at a good share or at least confident enough to select one of them as my keepers. Um, so, you know, I, I'm on the boat that I think Kyle Pitts out of anyone might benefit the most uh, on that offense. So, you know, at least it looked like Ritter was trying to get the ball to Pitts. Um, but I don't know. Not anything I'm comfortable three, enough. Three targets trying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, three targets, but it's like, what else did everybody else have? Yeah. Uh, it was I just think, horrible. Yeah, we yeah, when a boom week for them is <laughs> yeah. is five points, that's not a good. Yeah, that's <laughs> bad. Um, so I don't know. I I'd not. I don't feel confident enough to pick anyone on that offense outside of the running backs. And even then, 
they split carries, so it's like, who do you choose on a week-to-week basis for the most part? I think part, that's so. wild to me. And I know you guys talked about it, so I won't yeah. rehash, but I, just absolutely mind-boggling to me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eddie, Eddie, I think, summed it up. But believe me, if you've got more to say, please, please do. But yeah, I, I, I think all of us, it flies in the face of logic and game script, what Arthur Smith does week to week <laughs> unless he's trying to like preserve legs because he's planning on like grinding them into the ground like the only thing I, and i don't want to start speculating off this the only thing is they're saving miles on Bijan legs because they want him to be part of the rebuild and they don't want him to use up mileage at his, his rookie season you know mm-hmm. yeah. um, i could see that i mean if he can put up the same amount of points he did on a week-to-week basis with only touching the ball a very limited amount of times I think, I'm happy with that. I think the problem, though, is that he is—he was drafted like, and I, I'm, I apologize, so I'm not looking at it. Top ten, right? Um, I could pull in it up re- in real life or in fantasy. In real life, <laughs> or, in, or not in, in real life, in fantasy. Um, you want—he was more. drafted at the one point nine. Yeah, you want more out of your top ten pick than I think he had, yeah. like eighteen points and a handful of carries, right? He had twenty points. Twenty points. Ten yeah. carries. Six receptions. Didn't know he had six receptions and a touchdown. So he had 16 touches, which is actually Mm – that's pretty good. Yeah. I I rescind my statement. I no longer feel the way that I did two minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) That's uh, 16 touches as a whole, especially with them being so – because I I don't know if you guys watched the game. I did not. But, like, he wasn't always in the backfield. They actually switched it out quite a lot. They had him in the slot for a while. Like, they were moving him around. So I think uh, – I don't know. Again, I don't feel confident because Algier takes a lot of those red zone touches away. Like, Algier was taking a lot of those carries. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I'm I was high on Bijan. Like, so anything I say is, is, is marred by the fact that if I was in a similar position as Nick, I might have taken Bijan there too. I don't yeah. – you know what I mean? Like, don't get me wrong. Be honest with all of you Bijan was at the turn. I was going to take Bijan, but he wasn't there. So. Right. Yeah. right. But yeah. yeah. I think this is one of those ones that we... Baller. Oh, go ahead. No, that's it. Yeah. All right. Last follow for the week. A guy we probably we expect to be bad. I just don't know if we expect it to be this bad was Rashid White out of Tampa Bay. Somebody has to run the ball in that offense. And like you said, they weren't great, but they were better than maybe we expected. But um, he only had a 2.3 yard average on 17 carries for 39 yards. I mean, but who? Do you, uh, he's bad. But who do you trust out of that backfield? Anyone? No. No one. <laughs> you know, I don't. Uh, again, I think the Vikings have a pretty decent line, and their their linebackers are pretty decent. So I think it was just a rough matchup for them uh, in terms of in terms of a run game. They play the Bears this upcoming week, so I think this will be the the real one where you're like, all right, I'm like, not is sure. He actually. I'm not sure what the Vikings line has anything to do with Rashid White of Tampa Bay, but that's because uh... it's who they're playing this week. No, they're playing. Yeah, they're, they're playing the Bears. But yeah. I'm saying last week. Oh my, my apologies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suck it. Yeah, I tried to roast you, and now I I look like the asshole. <laughs> not in one, not a no. Routine. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You suck. So yeah, doesn't matter. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I think. Uh, I think we'll see. Uh, I feel like that it's probably his floor of seven points, which is I mean, kind of a low point. floor for your running back. But <laughs> yeah. still, I think uh, I think he will do better 
they mm. they they showed that they want him to touch the ball, run the ball. How many touches did he have in total? I think he had 19 touches total. Um, you know, so the lack of production in terms of 2.3 yards per carry is atrocious. But mm-hmm. I feel like that might get better. So I yeah, we'll see. I, I just want to echo like what Eddie said. I I. I, I think that his problem is going to be his actual like talent, but I, I do think the production will always be there for him because, like you said, who yeah. else is going to run? You know, but if you're giving someone 19 touches, you want more than 2.3 yards per carry out of the guy, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, let's move it on to a little over-under. Um, we're going to cook it up. So this was originally supposed to be under-over for guys who way <laughs> underperformed last week. But then the Garrett Wilson, he blew up. But because of the Aaron Rodgers news, which we'll touch on in the last segment, um, I left it on here. So real quick, we'll just fly through. I know, Eddie, we kind of got to get you rolling here. Um, So Joe Burrow, I have him as an over-under 23.5 fantasy points going up against Baltimore. Eddie, what do you got? I'm going to – that's a weird line, man. Um, (laughs) I feel like I want to take the over here. I – I don't anticipate that Joe Burrow will have that abysmal of a week again. Uh, it was raining, uh, you know, fingers crossed. It's not raining in Baltimore uh, when this time rolls around. I think that had a lot to do with it. So I, I'm going to take the over on this. All right. Yeah, I agree. Over. Okay. Over. Week over. ones are weird. That's all I got on it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm with you as well. I, and I think I want to get back and it's a rivalry game. So, yeah, I agree. Um, then are they moving a on. Uh, hmm? Are they actually a rival though? Wow. Or do they just say that divisional in the NFC the divisional NFC. rival? Yeah, yeah. Fair yeah. I don't know. I guess I just don't think Ravens and Cincy are rivals, but I'm probably wrong. I usually am. <laughs> That's all right, but right, we've learned it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, man. I needed this. Uh, today. All right, next one: Saquon Barkley, who I think put up nine points this week. Um, over under for this week going up against Arizona. That defense, the boat right, was just lotting so much. Whoa! Nineteen and whoa, a half. Whoa! Minutes. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> was not lauding that defense. I was saying it's wild that they put up as much as they did. I'm slamming the over. <laughs> Two reasons. Mm-hmm. I love Saquon Barkley, and I'm actually going to the game. So he uh, better run his mind out while he's on the field. I'll so, take the over for Eddie's style. sake. Yeah. I'll support Eddie and take the over. He better run his mind right. out for Eddie. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll just to be different, I'll take the under. Not just. Because it just feels too much. I can't. I yeah, right back. At He's you. gonna like, reach I, in. Don't respect it. Beat the shit don't respect it. Uh, uh-uh, absolutely not. I can't. I can't let you have it like that. That's <laughs> too easy. Come on now. Uh, and last one, Boatwright. You actually kind of touched on this point earlier, so we'll we'll let you go first. Over under Garrett under. Wilson, twelve and a half fantasy points. What do you want? Under 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 under. His, hard his performance under. last or this week was saved by a. Uh, a I saw a joke online that really resonated with me. It was Garrett Wilson intercepted Zach Wilson. Um, one of Zach Wilson's passes for a touchdown. And I just think I kind yeah. of agree with that. That touchdown is probably going to be like one of the top catches of the year because there's no way that any sane receiver would have caught that football. <laughs> it also won me $663. So. Yeah, you did. Cash out. Yeah, yeah, that's always good. Yes. Eddie, do you yeah, agree? I, <laughs> I just – like. Who else is there? You have Lazard. You have him. You have Nicole. I don't know. I, I, I'll probably go with the under here. Again, I don't feel confident in Zach Wilson to give him enough 
to get him 12 and a half points. Um, you know, that's like three or four catches and a touchdown. And I just don't know if that's enough. Like, I just don't think that's actually more than that. It's like five catches and a touchdown or something like that. So I don't know if, if I believe that Zach Wilson has enough to give him and feed him. I think if anything, the running backs are going to benefit for the rest of the year. I think though, that if they, if they bring in any other QB, Garrett Wilson stock immediately rises again. Like if they pull Carson Wentz off out of the free agency, like I think, you're not mad about. <laughs> I think I probably have Zach Wilson over Carson Wentz. <laughs> I'll be honest. I don't know. Here's the problem. And they I, both suck. I know this is going to be they, they do. <laughs> I think that Aaron Rodgers getting hurt has hurt every New York Jets skill position because teams know Zach Wilson can't throw the football on them, so they'll stack the box, and that's just going to cause hell for Dalvin and, and Brees Hall to run that football. What a – this is just a spiral of thinking here. <laughs> I know. Like what quarterbacks are, are even out there for them to, to want to look at, to pick up? Carson Wentz and Jamison Wilson. Well, are you talking trade or are you talking just sign off free agents? Just – yeah, just either FA or even like trading. Like, like who would they bring in They could to... call us about Mason Rudolph. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take the, a third. I don't know why Mason. you guys still have him. Yeah, uh, because we need a third-string quarterback. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, trade for him. Maybe he's at Detroit right now. Jacoby uh, Brissett, another one who I think. Yes, that's yes. another one. Let's so see. If, if you're hunting, that's a guy I think you could get for probably not too bad. The the only problem is with them trading is that both their first and second pick are tied up because of the conditional pick. Yeah. That they gave to get Rodgers over, I so do they think can't it's use funny. next year's first or second pick to get a guy what was that conditional pick he, because he obviously the it. conditions are not going to be met 70% because he's not playing it was 70 yeah, 60 or 70 percent of snaps yeah rogers had to play but i don't know if him going ir invalidates it again it's nfl contract so you never know well what happens if they just don't go on offense for the rest of the year <laughs> sorry you well, can just keep just having the ball our defense will score for us yeah. <laughs> if you just take it that way just defense and then Someone has to kneel it no offense like <laughs> <laughs> um all right, but just Eddie. punt every play. Well, no, that's then, like, technically talent. not a technically not an offensive snap. I don't know if that like counts. So they just punt every play. Yeah. New strategies, Eddie. I, Eddie, I know you're coaching these days, when you're, you're coming up with yeah. some wild. <laughs> you coach defensive line. Let's keep you there, right? Yeah, yeah. D, D line, D line. I uh, uh-huh. wanted to go offense, but yeah, D lines where I'm at. You're working your way up. It's all right. You, you, you're working, boys, working my you're way up. That's what they had available. Eddie was expecting to walk <laughs> in and be the uh, the head coach. <laughs> oh, no. Never that. Never that. But, uh, yeah, no. Someday. Yeah. Someday. All right, Eddie, we're going to focus on you here for the last one. Boat right now, you started this new one. Uh, just as a kind of what grinds your gears, a fantasy pet peeve. So every time we get a new host sitting in the seat, we're going to ask him. So uh, what is your biggest – it doesn't have to be about this league. It can be about all fantasy, whatever leagues. What is your biggest fantasy pet peeve? That's a rough one for me to answer. I don't know if I have like any particular like pet peeves that that drive me up a wall or anything. Um, I know for some it's like not getting responses on trades and stuff like that. I am, as everyone knows. The one on the end of not responding half the time. So I, I can't even say that. All I can say is that I know I'm on the end of someone's pet peeve. Um, 
Yeah, I, I honestly I don't have many. Um, I, I don't really have many pet peeves uh, for the most part of fantasy. Um, you know, I, I take it for what it is. I enjoy it. I don't. Uh, most of the years I'm giving donations. You know, for the most part I do it because I love the guys that I had that we uh, do this league with. So um, who knows? Maybe this year's different. You know, started off two yeah. zero, undefeated. Yeah. You know, I'm, all, I'm on up. So <laughs> yeah, it's not. a fake two and zero. Yeah, my team fucking sucks, so doesn't matter. All right, taking the high road. I can yeah. appreciate. So but, you uh, guys heard it here. Eddie's pet peeve is be not when he's not our pet peeves about ignoring trades. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Got it. There you go. All so, right, real quick uh, before we send this thing home, let's just uh, cover the few. Uh, news and notes from the league that we didn't touch on. I mean, the big one, we walked around it a bunch, the Aaron Rodgers injury. After four snaps as a New York Jet, uh, looks to have torn his Achilles out for the rest of the season. We talked about his fantasy impact. It's real-world impact, though. It's just sad. Yeah, it's, yeah. I feel bad for the guy. He was he played for 75 seconds of the season, and then he was done. That sucks. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. I was big on him. I was excited to see what he was going to do this year. I think he had a really good team around him. A lot of young guys. And I think, again, just real-world impact. I think that sucks for a lot of those younger guys, too, that were around him that were excited to get a quarterback like that. I uh, saw a video, uh, like a meme of, of Garrett Wilson coming into the huddle realizing that Zach Wilson's going to be his guy for the rest of the year, and he's, like, crying or something like that. So, you know, I, I think it sucks. But, yeah. I don't have much thoughts. Andy I agree. Murray. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> There's not much more to say there. That just sucks. Yeah. No, I agree. It, yeah. It just uh, sucks. I think uh, for those, I, will, I was watching ESPN this morning and Gre- Mike Greenberg, longtime ESPN personality. He's like, he just, he's just like, I just want someone to be mad at. And there's no one. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. things in football just happen. So yeah, it's a bummer. And to go from bummer to bummer, JK Dobbins also goes down with an Achilles injury out for the rest yeah. of the season. A guy who has, in four seasons, only played 24 games. I mean, That's uh, yeah, just another one that just, so, you know, we got, I'm sure those spots on each field, we talked about Gus Edwards and, and Justice Hill, um, both guys who will have to step up, but I don't know, anything more on that one? Nothing much from my end. You know, we, we chatted a little bit about it earlier, just about the what that team's going to look like in that backfield, but sucks for JK. You know, I almost took him i thought about it um you know i think the value for running back for us for the draft as everyone knows was there like we didn't take running backs early in the draft so like the value was really good going forward and i think whoever regardless of whoever got him got a pretty decent value for him it's just unfortunate that it turned out to be that he got injured week one so yeah it's always tough for me to 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 especially when guys get hurt like with this um, with like Achilles injuries at the running back position and just in general, like it's tough for me to be sad about fantasy because like, this is a guy's like career too. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, uh, I, I just think that like, I, I, it sucks and that's really what it comes down to. It sucks for him. Yep. And you know, it, it, the realization is that it, I mean, it's, that's probably his career right there. Yeah. He's been out so much yeah. with injuries over the past few years that it's just like another injury on top of it is just one of those that's like can be the nail in the coffin for him, which is unfortunate. Uh, yeah. Yeah. 
All right, we'll, we'll at least add with some positive news or positive, at least for Kansas City fans. Chris Jones, star uh, defensive lineman, uh, doesn't get a new deal. He reworks his existing deal. Um, so he's got one year left on a four-year $20 million, but there were incentives and undisclosed things that were put into it. Um, all this probably does on a fantasy perspective is just make you like the, the KC defense a little bit more, right? Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. I think that defense, uh, I don't think they allow 31 points. Uh, I think if Chris Jones is there, I think that at least takes away a touchdown. I think his presence uh, was missed that game. So I, I think that helps a little bit more. Yeah. And it gets the ball into Patrick Mahomes' hands much yeah. more if they have some more three and outs. So. Um, I agree. I think that it just it just kind of sucks. Or excuse me, it's good that he came back. It sucks that he missed the first game. Um, I actually, I think my, my hottest take of this situation, I think he's gone by deadline. Um, I think that it's really tough to like reintegrate with a locker room whenever you do like something like this, especially with how that game one went down. Um, it's tough to be a leader on the team. It's tough to be a... Um, um, like reintegrate in that locker room, and it's if you look at the contract they gave him, they basically gave him like a one year prove it, like punt the problem down the road deal. That signals to me like they didn't want to give him this massive contract that a team wouldn't want to take on. So I, it, to me, it looks like they gave a con- gave him a contract to get him playing, and then trade him away and let another team restructure his contract and give him like what he, they he's worth. You know what I mean? Should be. Um, yeah. So Could be. I apologize. I said it again. <laughs> It's all good. Uh, we'll, we'll say it one last time. Any any final thoughts from either of you gentlemen before we uh, wrap this thing up? Yeah. Did you delete the the last one, Sean? I thought there was one more piece of news. Yeah, I pulled it off. Okay. I didn't all right. make it matter. Yeah, no. Uh, nothing much uh, from my end outside of appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, it's always fun kind of sitting down and, and doing the podcast and kind of chatting out some some football stuff i know i'm back on in a few weeks here i signed up a couple more times for the rest of the year might join up a couple other times as well uh, whenever i find the time available so uh, but yeah again appreciate you guys for having me and uh it was a blast yeah always all right i'm sorry my, my right, daughter just got home have a good week everybody thank you all right, everyone. Well, then we'll just see you on to week two. Good luck for everybody. Maybe we'll get a. There'll be a deal coming out of this that you'll see from Eddie and, <laughs> and Boatwright after we close it here. Who knows? Maybe. Maybe. So we'll see. But for uh, us, that's all of us. And uh, have a good night. Later. Come on.